The summer after my junior year, I had to take the SAT test, and a lot was riding on it because that was the only way that I was going to be able to get a scholarship to go to college. My parents weren't able to afford to pay for my college. I couldn't pay for my college, and so I had to get a scholarship. So a lot was riding on my SAT score. I studied so hard, took all the practice tests, got the big book, studied, and I felt confident with the the math portion of the, the test. The English part, not so much, but, you know, here we go. And so I, I get there in the morning, and, and the way the SAT test works uh, back in the day is that, the, you know, you take three or four tests, mini tests, and then you take a break, go to the bathroom, clear your mind, come back, do it again, take a break, clear your mind, go to the bathroom, all that. We do that about three or four times. Well, uh, you know, we go on my last break, I go to the bathroom, kind of walk around, clear my mind, and then we come back and we have a few tests left. Uh, and in the first one is a math test. And so I'm like, man, this is uh, this is a good thing. I'll, I'll, I'll go, get through this. I'll be confident heading into the last English test. So we start the math test, and and I'm doing good about three or four problems in, feeling confident. And then all of a sudden, I hear what sounds like somebody emptying out a water bottle. And that's an odd sound to hear when you're taking the SAT test. Uh, and so I, everything inside of me wanted to look up and, and investigate what's going on, but you don't really want to do that because you're not really supposed to look up, and they're going to think you're cheating, and so I didn't want that, but... but the, it, it got the best of me. I had to investigate. So I look up and I, I notice the girl's chair in, in front of me and to the left. Water was was pouring over her seat. And, oh, no, that's not that's not water. That's oh, my God. Urine. Pee. Pee is 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 flowing. Oh, oh, my goodness. This girl, this girl peed her pants in the SAT test. This girl like didn't apparently go pee during the breaks and it was all coming out. I mean, this was like Niagara Falls going over this chair. It and it was loud and it was like it scared the crap out of me. And and so like I'm trying to look and not look and I'm trying to like make sure the teacher doesn't see that I'm looking and the teacher doesn't hear or notice this and then all of a sudden the girl and I, we lock eyes. And, and here's the thing, in no situation should you ever lock eyes with anyone in the middle of them going to the bathroom, let alone a girl peeing her pants in the middle of an SAT test. But we locked eyes, and as we locked eyes, she like whispered, mouthed, and said, help me, I can't stop. Now, I don't know what, she meant, I don't know, I don't, it, uh, it's still a fuzzy memory, but I was speechless, and I, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to talk, and then, you know, they always catch the, 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 the last person to say something, and I'll be accused of cheating, so I just, like, shrugged my shoulders up and down, like, I don't know, and then she just stood up and walked out, and as she stood up, like, her whole backside was 
just wet, soaking wet. And there was like a puddle of pee on her chair. It was so gross. I was completely rattled. I don't remember the rest of the test. I'm pretty sure I messed it all up and it ruined my future. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't. But but I was traumatized. And I, and I could not get the phrase out of my head, help me, I can't stop. I can still actually see the facial expression and it's still stuck in my mind. Help me, I can't stop. Now, interestingly enough, um, most Christians actually say this too. When we are faced with our mistakes and we have no idea what to do with our mistakes, we just kind of throw our hands up in the air and say, help me, I can't stop. We don't know even really what our mistakes do to us and we don't understand really what our mistakes truly are and so we end up just finding ourselves saying, help me, I can't stop. And it might sound different for different human beings, but it's essentially the same cry. Now, for most Christians, we take what we do wrong, and instead of investigating what that actually means, we just immediately turn inward and we make it our identity. Like we sin, and then we think, oh, I must be a sinner. Like sinner becomes our identity. Uh, and then it's like, then we jump to this thing, Christ came to save sinners of whom I'm the worst, right? Like like we we go, we just concave in and we make it, we skip so many things and just go to like, I'm bad, I'm a sinner, I'm horrible. And we even twist it to where like, if we dive deep into this horrible identity as a sinner, then that will make God seem bigger and better for loving me. And we use all of this as an attempt to solve the cry, help me, I can't stop. So let me ask you, does believing that your actions of sin make your identity a sinner work for you? Like, I'll ask it again. Like, does believing that your actions, like your sinful actions, make your identity a sinner, like, does that fix it? Does that actually help solve your problem or problems when you keep saying, help me, I can't stop? If we're honest, it doesn't. You know why? Because we actually don't understand what sin actually does to us and to others. We don't even understand how God actually provides a solution to what sin does to us and to others. See, the punishment or payment or consequence of sin is that it wounds. It wounds you and others. When I sin, I wound myself and others. Or when I sin, I'm acting out more of my current wounds and therefore end up wounding myself deeper and others as well. I think we need to dive in to seeing sin as wounding because sin is anti-love and anti-love wounds. It hurts. And then wounded people wound people, hurt people hurt people. And if wounds are healed, 
uh, I'm sorry, if wounds aren't healed and hurts aren't healed, they just get worse and worse and worse. An infection that isn't treated gets more infected. And this is why we find ourselves saying, help me, I can't stop. See, sin isn't just bad things I do. I mean, it includes that. Sin isn't even primarily offending a holy God, although it it, it can include that too. Sin is embracing and embodying anything that is anti-love. And anything that is anti-love hurts and creates wounds. It creates and causes pain. Wounds, pain, and infections, they don't need punishment. They don't need better behavior or even a better plan. It needs healing. The symbol or metaphor Jesus often uses to describe the problem and the solution is that it's the sick who need a doctor. Everyone sins. We, we can't escape that. But we do have a solution. We can choose to heal. It's still your choice. When you find yourself screaming, help me, I just can't stop, you can either deal with it or heal with it. See, band-aids don't fix bullet holes. Jesus offers healing, not band-aids. So what are you going to do? When you say or find yourself saying, help me, I just can't stop, are you going to deal with it through making it your identity or just trying harder or just coping, putting the band-aids on your bullet holes? Or are you going to heal with it? I heard him scream.